Yo, what's good, people? It's Jay Cactus. We're back again with episode seven of Cactus Convos. In today's episode, I've got another sick producer with me. He's been making a lot of noise in the UK recently, especially in the UK drill scene. He's got some major placements with people like Digger D. Um, he's done a recent one with Scorcher, Heady One. There's endless credits, man. And he's definitely known for his his crazy eight weight patterns and his dark sound overall. It's my guy, Ghosty. Ghosty, how you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's good to have you on. Is it fair to call you a drill producer? Because I know that's what a lot of people know you for, but I also know that people don't like to be put in a box, if you get me. Yeah, obviously, that is what I'm most known for. But yeah, I mean, I am. That's what I'm known for, isn't it? I haven't yeah. got a lot of placements outside of drill. Not yet, anyway. Hopefully, soon I will. Yeah. Do you produce anything else, like, in your spare yeah. time? or is it, like, yeah. Everything. I, ch- I mean, in terms of, like, normal like um for artists like rap beats i've been doing a lot of like real rap recently obviously now potter's yeah. home that's kind of like the thing we do a lot of that trap beats i'm trying to get into like even get, like get into that anything. scene as well yeah i want to get into that but i like i also try like drum and bass sometimes and just just random oh, yeah yeah bro yeah i've, ne- I've never tried drum and bass it just seems like it seems too yeah. different it seems like crazy like the drum patterns are just Someone's like double the speed in it. It's wild. It's fast. It is fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds so, bro, I know there's going to be, be loads of stuff that I want to get into in the podcast, but I always like to start with the come up story. So how did you even mm. get into making music? Where did it all start? How old were you? Did you play any instruments? You know, yeah. Give me the, the full breakdown. So I've always been very like music driven as a kid. I wasn't very academic, you know, like yeah. more of a creative person. Does that make sense? Like, didn't, yeah. Yeah. Didn't really enjoy school. But yeah, I've, Kind of like got into, obviously I love music my whole life. Um, I really got into the production side. Sorry, about that. And, um, I really got into the production side when I was like, uh, like 12. And that was like more, actually no, that wasn't production side. That was like DJing and stuff. Yeah. Like I I had like Sorata and DJ and I'd have like, I'd hook it up to like <laughs> some old laptop that my nan gave me. And I'd like try like weird stuff. And that was with like Jungle and that. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, like stuff like that and drum and bass. And then as I got older, I remember just listening to like more of like the American trap. And then one day I was just like, I wonder how they make the beats. Like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like I, it was the beat, you know, the song U O E N O with like yeah, yeah. Rick Ross, that beat, I know bro, the one. melody on that one. I was listening to it. I was like, that melody. It's so is catchy, nuts. isn't it? Yeah. I was just like, what's this? I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> let me like just do a little research on that. And then I just came across like Lex Lugar and then he was, I was just amazed by his work. And yeah, one, I must've been like 14 then. Yeah. I think, wait, yeah. Wait, what age do you start like um, secondary school? What's, what age is that? Oh man, testing me now. Don't you, know, <laughs> seven. you must, you must be like, you must be yeah, around yeah. about 12, 11 or 12 oh, is I think, it? when you start. Yeah. It was probably younger then. It was probably about that age. Cause I think I was, I was just finishing like, um, I was just going into secondary. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, just downloaded FL. The demo just started playing around off and on. That must have been uh, an old version. I can't even remember yeah, what version yeah. was around then. It was old. It was an old version. Yeah. <laughs> it was an old version. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like a kid, just like trying to try something. Yeah. And then yeah, and then I just I was always off and on for for time, just trying stuff and like watching videos on YouTube because. Like when I find something interesting, I'm very interested in it. You get that? Like, yeah. 
school I weren't interested in, I didn't really do well, but music, it just, it's, I just, I don't know, it just interests me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I really took it seriously when I was in college, first year of college. Um, right. I just hated it and I dropped out for the first year. I said, fuck it, I was just going to do music, just, just start producing for fun. Because I had no idea what, it, what I wanted to do as a job and that. I had no yeah, like yeah. drive. I didn't really know what, because nothing, nothing like, seemed ideal for me nothing really like like i didn't look it's a at tough anything age, like, isn't it to figure out yeah. what you want to do when you're in college like, like everyone expects you to know what you want to do and you've mm. got parents and teachers telling you that you need to to go to college you need to go to uni you need to get a job when it's and if it's not what you're interested in then like you said you just you just want to drop out don't you well bro i just i didn't know what to do i was just i mean obviously the people around me kind of knew what they were doing i was my my courses was like media and I in it, so we was just doing yeah like media stuff. weren't interesting. But yeah, dropped out started, and I just yeah just started because that around that age, like maybe a bit younger, I was listening to quite a lot of drill when it was like in the UK, mm. like one fifty six seven, like the old drill in it. Yeah, yeah, like, the yeah. old ones. Like, I fucked with it and just dropped out. I started making drill beats and it just went <laughs> mad. Yeah, and then you see, I done that. I started making drill beats on on FL. Um, and that was about a year and then I came back to college to finish yeah. my second year and they didn't they didn't make me restart thankfully um, nah, so, were you doing yeah. music in college as well? nah bro I was just doing media nah. I was just doing media media B-Tech media A-level yeah and I passed both yeah. don't know how very glad I did because <laughs> it's a backup innit and yeah, uh, I kind of learned something from it like how to market myself properly yeah, um, yeah. I even design someone like my drum kits now I do all the design but yeah, so and then yeah, and that was that year in college, the last year, that was when I made no diet and that's what went I think it was like, yeah, it was. And that was yeah, what went off and it's been yeah, that was basically it. It's been doing ever since. <laughs> and the history's been made. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah. It seems like although you it sounds like it was a quick come up, but really you've been on the grind since you were like eleven, twelve. Because mm, yeah. even though you might not have been taking it seriously then, it's still stems from being that age just being interested in music like trying djing mm. and everything like a lot of people probably don't understand that like yeah you have to have the the love for it you have to have the passion for it it's not just one of them things that you can jump into because yeah. it, it looks kind of cool do you get me yeah exactly yeah a lot of people thought it was like very fast yeah like, we'll come up and i say well yeah that's because like i've always had a passion like yeah i always when i was younger i was dabbling around and stuff like that so i had my bearings on where like if I wanted to use an automation, I know how to use. An, I knew how to do it from that yeah. year in college. Yeah, of my previous like, just watching. How were you learning at that time? Was it YouTube tutorials? Was it yeah. just yeah, just YouTube, Busy Works Beats, that kind of, yeah, all that. Yeah, he, he, he was my guy <laughs> at the start. Yeah, bro. yeah, all of that, like just watching all that yeah. and just yeah, just videos and googling. Like if I wanted to make an automation, like just Google. I like, had to do that and stuff. Yeah. There wasn't a true. lot of tutorials out then compared to what there is now. I think Busy Beats was, there was none. one of the the only guys doing it. Yeah. I think that's why he's so successful now because he was one of the like the originals for FL Studio tutorials. No, definitely. And even for Drill, there was zero tutorials, bro. Yeah. And I just had to listen and just like, just literally just listen. And back then, I didn't even know any Drill producers that I, it was only like, Actually, it was probably second year of college is when I first got to know us a few in it, and we just yeah. started like chopping it up and like, yeah. Who was producing back then? Because I know, like, even from like drill going back to like Chicago and stuff, 
There's probably mm. someone that did it before Chief Keith, but that's how everyone remembers drill, like starting with like Chief Keith and that kind of sound and then mm-hmm. making its way over to the UK. But I've also heard that at that time when Chief Keith was doing drill, they were still using UK producers. I don't know if that's hundred percent true, but it it, it might, might not be. surprise me. No. It could have been it could have been always making the sound, but we just didn't have the artist to get on it at the time. Or we hadn't developed that sound enough. I know DJ L was huge during that time. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm pretty sure he's American. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back You've in worked the with some then, American artists as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I worked with a few, yeah, like two two Gs and Fabi and yeah, them, like, yeah, New York. Some some big placements there. But yeah. sorry, what were you gonna say about back then? Oh no, I was just saying like the the producers like there was like the names like MK and that and M one and Gotcha yeah. and obviously LA Beats, like he was the go he's go, I don't care. He's yeah, the one yeah. that really made the sound that much like LA like Mazar like all them lot they was they were they were like yeah they would have they were still doing it but now there's loads in it there's a lot of drill producers now everyone's trying it now yeah literally yeah <laughs> so when you were coming up did you like what was your what was your marketing strategy did you have one where you just wanted to to get placements like get artists on your beats were you trying the YouTube game was it something else what mm. kind of strategies did you did you use yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I never knew it would get to this point. Yeah. Like, zero clue, bro. Um, that was never the aim either. It was literally a hobby. Whilst, like, yeah. you know, I was just trying to figure out what to do with my life. Like, what route I could take. Like I said, no idea what to do. Like, jobs and whatnot, my future. So, and I was just fucking, I was going to make beats. What happens, innit? Mm. And, but yeah, I was just uploading to YouTube, like, a lot. I abused YouTube. I was like doing daily yeah. uploads for like a year straight. I didn't leave my house. I was just cooking up, cooking up. Like, I've always had was a good it work. Like tight break, beats, yeah. yeah, literally, yeah, just spamming. Yeah. I probably got like over a thousand on my YouTube, and I'll, that's in like three years. Like, there's a years. lot of beats. Yeah, there's a lot of beats. Oh, there. a thousand a beats. beats. Probably something like that, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I I thought was, you meant subscribers yeah. then. I thought you were going to say like oh, you no. up a thousand within like a year or something. No, I got like that's, that's, that's a lot of beats. Yeah. You got 30k yeah. in the what in the first year? No, no, I'm on 30k now. I probably got like 20, 15, 20 in the first year. That that's a lot for the first year. Not many people can do that. Yeah, I was just spamming. It might that might be a bit wrong, but I'm pretty. It's something like that. But yeah. it, I mean, I don't really use it that much anymore. Um, I was going to ask you about that because I was mm. looking at your recent uploads. Like, obviously, I do check your beats on a regular anyway because they they give me some inspiration too. I appreciate. But I think that the last. Of, Upload was like two months ago. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> haven't really been touching it. I mean, I might go back to it, but yeah, like, maybe, maybe, maybe. How how come you stopped that or put a pause in it? Is it just because you're doing so much industry work? Yeah, um, I just yeah, like there's pros and cons to uploading to YouTube, and the pros is like you're gonna get known. Hopefully, like if you put the work yeah. in, sometimes pull up. But yeah, like you, nah, it's not. You'll get you like <laughs> you'll rack up a fan base on that, but yeah. artists will use your shit and you won't know about it. And I've had That's that true. problem very, very bad, like very bad. Like even my publishers now they can't find. There's, I know there's miss so many missing tracks that they can't just can't find because yeah. like people would just use it and like it's long. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like it's just long, and I'm I've got to the point where I don't want to be like the beats to be easily available, if that makes sense. I know what like, you're saying. I want to kind of be, not exclusive, but like 
I've had my YouTube views and that. Like I've had given the beats out for YouTube a lot and like I'm kind of want to level up, not level up, but change. You yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be easy, easy, easily accessed anymore. Like even now, like I've got last year, I have a drive in it. I store my beats on a drive. Yeah, and I was just sending the link to artists and that. And the link got leaked. <laughs> and my motherfuckers saw <laughs> oh, that shit. So I was just like, yeah, no more no more of that. Like, All of your beats with no tags or anything? No, nah, no, nah, the tag's on there. Tag's, oh, the tags. on there, yeah, yeah. Always, always on there. Yeah, no, nah, it was just like a massive drive where I just saw my shit and I was just sending links out. Like, oh, I say, I'm not, they want to pack and say, look, we're hearing it. But yeah, it just got sent out too much. And like beats were getting used that, that were meant to be exclusive for others and shit. Yeah. And oh, it was long. So yeah, I'm just trying to, yeah, stop the YouTube shit and that. Uh, I guess there there is some downfalls of uploading to YouTube. It's weird because mm. I, I know like some producers that are more in the industry and they want to get into the YouTube game because they see the money there as well. Not everyone yeah. can do it, but there is there are some like there is some serious money you can make through YouTube. Even like do you know Ant Chamberlain? No, I don't think so. I think he's based in I think he's based in Atlanta. He's um he's like a trap producer. But I was watching one of his live streams and he was like opening up his Beat Stars account. And like in one in one month, he made like 30K. And it wasn't just like a fake post either. It was just like opening it up, showing everyone everything live. I think like over the year, it was like 200K. And that's just from BeatStars sales. Mm. And obviously the YouTube videos are doing sick as well. So he's getting paid AdSense on YouTube. And then he's doing collabs with producers. Like there's some yeah. crazy money involved. But yeah, I guess it depends what you want as an individual. Like some people maybe don't feel comfortable working with artists in studios. They just want to cook up beats in their home and sell them online. And they don't mm. have that confidence to work one-on-one, but then other people want that like exclusive sound, like you were just saying. And I feel like with you, you've probably, you've probably earned that right to do that. Do you know what I mean? You've, you've built yeah. up that personal brand. So yeah. now you're at a point where you don't have to just work with anyone, which is a nice luxury to have, but you, you've earned that luxury. If that yeah. makes sense. No, definitely. I'm like, like, we, like what you were saying, like, working like some people want to just work at home and that like, that was me bro like i yeah i'm terrible with social shit i don't like it or, like, i really don't enjoy it yeah that's partly why my name is ghosty you get like you're not gonna <laughs> see me but i've kind of like over the time like only restart only like six months ago man's been going sessions other than that everything yeah. else i was just doing it from home bro yeah because i just didn't really enjoy it like but yeah like you said yeah like you got like, you can't just go in the game and try and like move a certain way if that makes sense yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's common with producers. We all like to just stay in our rooms, keep our heads down, just make beats. <laughs> yeah. None of us are really yeah. like, I, people think that I'm this guy that likes being on camera all the time because I do tutorials and stuff, but I, I don't. It was just mm. when I, I knew that I wanted to do something in music, I knew that I wanted to do production. And I was just looking at everything these days and I was thinking like, it's not, it's not enough to be a good producer these days. I was thinking you have to be active on socials. You have to be like networking with as many people as possible. So mm. I was just trying things like I was trying tutorials, like doing the podcast, like everything just to get my face out there, even though it wasn't like the most comfortable thing to do. But do you agree with that? Do you think that it's not enough to be a good producer these days? Do you think you need mm. more? 100%, bro, 100%. You see like marketing and that, it's such yeah. a key, such a key. And like stuff like who you know and yeah. what label you're signed to, who your management is, all this mm. like, you can, I've said this, I say this, I say this so much, like, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, you could be the best producer. If you yeah. haven't got, like, someone that knows how to market you or how to get you in a room with this person or how to negotiate and stuff like this, like, you're not going to, 
it just won't work because that's just not how the scene is, unfortunately. I wish it yeah. was because there's I see so many talented people like go unnoticed. And, oh, 100%. Yeah, and, bro, it, it, I hear it. I mean, with my like power, like as my name, mm. I try to put people on in it. Like, yeah. I try to bring my people. I've, if I've got a session, I'll reach out to these people. I'll say, send me samples, send me something that like, we can get yeah, together. Because yeah. it's, it's unforgiving the way these labels move and the way it's just all planned. Like, like it, you could be a terrible producer, but you've got a label behind you and that label is friends with this label and this label is working with Drake or something. Like you're getting yeah. more, you're getting a pay, your chances are higher than someone who's like not in the label. And shit. It's, mad. it's a crazy, it's a crazy hate, thing, yeah. isn't it? It's mm. all about the people you know, unfortunately, not what yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, cause there's some sick producers out there, man. Even like kids, like there's like 14 year old kids just making straight bangers, but mm. because they haven't, they're just not mature enough to know like the marketing side. They just haven't like developed that skill set yet. Mm. Can't really get everything out there. So it is mad. Yeah, so have you got a manager at the moment then? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm with Finesse forever. Oh yeah. Yeah, so do you think that that's been quite key then to get you in the rooms with the right people? Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah. I've done yeah, I've only been put in one room by them. And oh, it's, yeah. I've only been with them for a bit, yeah. I mean the rest I've just been doing myself in it. So what what kind of things were you doing? Were you like just DMing people on Instagram, like sending emails out, sending loops to other producers? Did you have a certain technique? No, I mean, nowadays, now, yeah, I mean, I used to, when I first started, I was spamming emails, which is a terrible yeah. thing, because now my, like, my <laughs> old email is blocked by, like, 50 artists. <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, yeah, and it never worked. It, I think it must have worked, like, one or two times, but... Well, you yeah, were just now, sending beats to artists every yeah. day. Yeah, I was yeah. just spamming them. Yeah, it's not good. They don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's people, too, you don't do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, now I just, yeah, I just kind of, like, I'll reach out to artists, and... Like reach out to managers, just stuff like that. Like, build a relationship, really. I've got quite good. I'm fortunate enough to have built relationships with a lot of artists, and it. Yeah. And that's it helps because like it just helps, isn't it? Like it's a very 100%. big key having a a relationship with, with an artist because there are people too, and it is business, but yeah. it's good to have that. Yeah, like you got to be professional, but at the same time you got to find that leeway to kind of be calm with them and like just. Just, just been natural, isn't it? Like yeah, natural yeah, yeah. and professional. Literally. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah, choosing that. DMs. Um, I don't really email. Mm. I don't really email a lot, but yeah, just DMing and messaging and seeing who knows who. If I can put yeah. a word through stuff like that. That's pretty much it. What would you recommend to new producers? Because I, I get a lot of people messaging me saying like, I struggle to get artists on my beats. Like, I don't know what to say to them when I DM them. It just goes back to that thing of producers just being like introverts. They just want to like <laughs> yeah. keep their head down and make beats, don't know how to speak to people. So yeah. what would you recommend to new producers? Oh, God. Um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Be kind. Like, like I try and always, like, when I message someone, I'm like, yo, hope you're well. Yeah, like, yeah. try and make it seem like you actually care for, for their well-being because they, they get DMs like, send beats, send email, send beats. Yeah. They get that all the time. You want to kind of just be a bit, because like I said, they're human too. Like, yo, hope you're well, you know, hope you're staying well in lockdown or whatever. Like, just say yeah, whatever yeah. and then just be like, if you're in need of beats, let me know because I've got packs ready to send. Yeah. And that's just a good way to approach because it's built, it's it's maintaining that relationship and it's as well as professional. And yeah, definitely. But in terms of like, 
not actually even getting the DM read, that's yeah, that's a bit picky. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's just I'd gonna say, happen though, isn't it? It's like some people yeah, yeah. are gonna open the messages, some people aren't. Some people might yeah, read yeah. it and not reply. Not everyone's gonna like your beats as well. You might not be meeting mm. everyone's style, so yeah, people have to. That's the thing. Yeah, be aware of that. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. Because it, it can hurt people's pride sometimes if people are sliding in the DMs and messaging the rappers saying like, yo, I've got beats, bro, or whatever, and then they just don't get a reply. And then they're like, you know what? He's not replied, so I don't want to message anyone else. It's like, you can't yeah, think yeah. like that. Nah, don't look at it like that. Yeah, it's like, if, if you think that is bad, like, wait till you get in a session and you're running through beats and they're like, next beat, next beat, next beat, next beat. And that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's what hurts, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, just, it's part of the game, like, it's just how it is. It's like... Cause. Can't take it personally. The, yeah, it's the unwritten rule. Like your favorite beat, they'll hate. Your worst beat, they'll love. Like literally, yeah. they'll love it. It's just I don't know why. It's just like the unwritten law of music production. But yeah, don't take it to heart when people say that stuff. Because yeah, just yeah, it's like how some drum samples you might not like, some melodies you won't like, some others you love. It's just yeah, preference. that's just how it is. Everyone's got a different taste. Mm. So what, what's what's an average day looking? like for you these days are you waking up cooking up studio in the afternoon yeah. or is it um, different every day most days i'm just waking up i like to wake like you as i told you my sleep schedule is terrible lately but i'm fixing yeah. it i like to wake up early i used to like when i was younger and i was trying to get in this i was just up every night every day i didn't sleep it was terrible yeah don't do that never do that as a new <laughs> producer on it you want to schedule your day in it this is what i do yeah. it keeps you healthy yeah. and it keeps your mindset like wake up at like quite early like eight or something eat mm. eat some fruit drink drink plenty of water and that and then just hop on your desk you know like i like to work in darkness in it like yeah i normally like even if it's daylight i'm just drawing the curtains and just putting leds on it and just yeah you want to set the mood it, in it yeah like, literally just let it come like, all the yeah. ideas just right just boom 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 and i'll do that um, from about eight to now, nah, probably about like ten to four or five or six, depending on how many ideas I've got. And then yeah, yeah. Just, and then I'll stop and rinse and repeat. But sometimes, like this week, I've been very busy at studio. I've been doing like sound design and stuff, um, mm. like every day sessions every day. So yeah, today this week is, I've just been in the studio, and that fucks your schedule. So what what's it like in a studio session then for people that have never really being in one when you're working with artists what's the usual process is it just like like you said earlier just right you're gonna run through some beats pick the ones that they like and start recording or is it right let's start from scratch what kind of vibe are you mm. into and then go with that yeah um it, no, there's never really a set thing i'm not gonna lie as much as yeah. i'd like it to be like it's yeah it's always like you just gotta try and read the room catch the vibe um yeah. but yeah i normally like We'll get them in, see if, like, if they're trying to eat first, they'll eat. If they want to smoke first, they'll smoke. Like, I'll say, like, what, what type of beats you after? Would you, would you prefer me to cook up first or to run through? Like, maybe I'll, like, while they're eating, I'll run through some shit. I'll just say, if you hear anything you like, just let me know. Yeah. Um, and we'll put it aside. If not, we'll just start something from scratch, you know. Um, we'll just do that. I don't record. I'm learning to record, so the engineer will record them. I'll just stand and watch and learn <laughs> like a little kid, like <laughs> learning from the sensei and that it's learning. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll just do that until, until the track's done. Yes. I don't, I don't really like studio. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. I'm, Cause it's just like, I like, no, sometimes I like, it can be a lot of sitting around. It's a lot of sitting around. It's mm. a lot of sitting around and waiting and like, 
trying to stay focused. Sometimes, like, whilst they're recording or whilst he's writing, I'll just put headphones on and cook up some more. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's a good experience. Like, it's key. That's the main thing. It's key. Because that yeah, builds yeah. relationships. If you're not turning right. up, like, you're cancelled. Like, never, never, never not turn up to a session. But it's yeah. good. Yeah, it is good. What's some other studio, like, etiquette that you'd say? Like, maybe how to add... Especially if it's someone that you don't know. Like, it's not like going to a studio <clears> with your boys. Like, say you've been invited <clears> by a big artist that you want to work with. What's <clears> some, like, studio etiquette <clears> that you need to be aware of? Oh, um... Etiquette, um... I don't even know, you know? Like... Just, like, kind of, like, knowing your place, <clears> like... Maybe... <laughs> like, I was going to say for examples... You know, sometimes that like, you're in, maybe you're in a studio and there's that one producer that's just like, maybe he's talking like too much. He's been invited for the first session and he don't show up and he's like the one that's trying to control everything. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. artist time. You know, just little things like that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like be respectful. Like know your role as a producer. Like, um, yeah, just be respectful, be kind. Maybe like bring them drinks through if they're, if they're, if they're trying to drink or something. Maybe not. Yeah. It depends how... <laughs> Like if you, yeah, if you don't know them, maybe not. If you know them, if you, you've worked with them before, maybe do that. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't be, like, normally more time in sessions, man, just in the corner, like, or just up yeah. in on the desk working, keeping my head down, being a bit quiet. I don't I don't really control the session. I just let the vibe come because that's, yeah, like, controlling it, trying to control something. Uh, it's music, it's let flowing it. Yeah, of course. I'd say. I'd say maybe I'd another say one is, for me personally, anyway, is is don't come with a bag of boys. Like if you've been invited to a, stash, oh, yeah, a session, yeah, yeah. don't bring like five people with you. <laughs> nah, never, never, never. Yeah, always. I've yeah, always go on your own. Or yeah. even if you are trying to bring someone through, like max two people. Let the artists know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them Give know. Them like, yeah, yeah. So, how many beats do you think you you cook up per day? On average, if you were to if you were to guess, like if you were spending like a full day, you weren't like interrupted with a long studio session if you were just sticking to your usual schedule like it depends like eight probably maybe you're eight eight a day i mean last i don't i'm not giving maths but last year i made nine nine hundred and fifty in a year right. so that's like i don't know how to yeah probably about eight on a good day eight's probably my highest yeah. eight on a good day like four on a normal day that's a lot of beats it's a lot of beats to cut like it's a lot of, sometimes yeah. with me when i'm making drill i feel like well even listening to a lot of drill i feel like a lot of the time the same chord progressions are used you know to get mm -hmm. that dark feel you might be playing like just a normal minor chord and you take out the middle note and then you sustain that root note nah, there's always like yeah. certain way to get that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that the, drill feel yeah that that piano drill is very very same chordy yeah i like it i like it i'm gonna lie but I'm, yeah. I'm not even on that anymore. I'm more on like the sample game now. Like, we roll samples oh, and yeah. like loop makers. Yeah, I feel like drill isn't really that anymore. Especially it's evolved, now, isn't it? yeah, it's evolved. Yeah, especially because of the whole like um, the pop smoke stuff that Mellow and yeah. that have done. It kind of brought when it's gone. Like the US lot don't really. I mean, apart from Tutu, who I work with, Tutu G's, he yeah. don't really fuck. He he likes the piano beats a fair bit. Yeah. And like the basic two chord, but most of the Americans like that sample. The violins, like yeah, the the woo back shit. That's what they like. That's what they really like. And that's what yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. is 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 happening here now, which is good. It's I love going it. More like, like orchestral. 
yeah, more orchestral, more like radio friendly, less dark. Yeah, um, a bit of a different bounce. Uh, I like, it. I like it. I can't lie. It's good to see it. Evolve, it had to it? evolve at some point. So mm. there's only so many of them chords that you can make. Because <laughs> all yeah. beats are just going to sound the same. But well, I feel like there's, there's still so many directions it can take. You've got them guitar drill beats. You've got central C with them jazzy drill beats. Mm-hmm. Like, it can go anywhere, man. Yeah, it can go anywhere, literally. But yeah, definitely samples are the thing right now. I, yeah. I think that's quite cool. Crap. Quite when you good. say samples, are you looking through like like old samples, like old like vinyls? Or you, are you on about like loops from producers or a mix of both? Mix of both, really. I mean, I prefer doing like searching on on YouTube and stuff. It's just yeah. fun, just searching yeah, through yeah. there. But yeah, I, I always get um people sending me stuff as well to use. Just use that. Uh, yeah. With the with the samples from YouTube, have you ran into any problems in terms of like copyright? You I know, from not clearing samples. Nothing. Thankfully, nothing thankfully, I haven't. Nah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's techy. More time, I I try and flip stuff so you can't really tell. Like, yeah. cut, like maybe grab a four bar and just cut that up, half time yeah. reverse or whatever. But if if you get caught, uh, I don't know. Like, try <laughs> it's and, a different story then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, try and yeah, try and get something something sorted out. Yeah, so you gotta be careful. You do have to be careful. Try and like read the descriptions. I think sometimes they have something in the description saying like fair use or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, know. like you said, with with flipping them, that's obviously key as well. Because if you take like a well-known sample and you're just looping it and putting drums on top of it, then it's just completely obvious. But if you're changing mm. the pitch, you're chopping it up, you're flipping it, reversing it, everything, then it's obviously it just becomes your own. Then, mm. yeah, definitely. Not definitely. Mm. So, talk to me about your your first major placement then, because I, yo, I was I was going through your credits trying to go through them all, but it's just like an endless list. It feels like you've produced for everyone <laughs> yeah. in, in the drill yeah, scene right now. It. But what was your your first one, and how did you get to that point? My first ever placement was yeah, striker critical, and I think it hit a million last year. It's not a very really? well-known song. Yeah, that was my first ever placement. Striker critical. I had my old tag on it. It's hit a million. Yeah, wow, fact, after yeah. so many years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that was my first one. Um, Can you remember got, how you landed it? I think I DM'd him. I, I must have DM'd him or something because he's like kind of local to me. He's like, yeah, couple like yeah, he's quite quite local. So I messaged him and just said, yeah, just, just, let me send you something. Yeah, and we got a couple tracks done. That was one of them. Critical that went out, and yeah, that done all right. Um, and that that was my my first ever placement. And yeah. then my first like big one was No Diet. That was the one that was like No Diet. Yeah, mm. that was my first ever. That was the one where I was like, wow, like <laughs> quite Did proud. You say that was the most like proud moment. Yeah, it was it was nice. But the matter thing, I never I didn't even know until it dropped that I produced it. Like wow. how did you find yeah. it? Was it through like beat styles or YouTube? Nah, because um Jeff at Mixtape Madness, um yeah. he asked for a pack and I sent him for a pack. Um, I never really heard anything back. Yeah. Um, and and then I, obviously, like, I knew about the song that was. I knew the song was coming out because Digger and all the CGM, they was had the you know the logo where it's the emoji, the X emoji, and then the bottle. Yeah, yeah, I think I that's like yeah, that's the like no that that's like the lo- the um, the image, the cover, art, and they was putting right. stickers around London and snapping it. And I remember yeah. looking at it and I was like, yeah, that's smart. That's like 
quite smart marketing, isn't it? Because no one's ever... Yeah, yeah. Like, the way No Diet was marketed, I'd never really seen before in Joe, I don't think. And yeah, it came out, visuals were nuts, and it was my beat. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow, and that hit a million in, like, like two days. And it went silver. And then two days. Packs behind me, yeah, it went silver. Crazy. But that was my first ever proper placement, yeah. Congrats on that, man. Is that Thank when you started noticing things changing? Like, is that when more people were hitting you up looking for beats? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah, like a was... domino effect, isn't it? When one comes in, I bet all the others just start piling in then. Yeah, it's definitely a domino effect once you get that. Because and... I guess the artists see it like, oh, look what he's done for my man. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just like the beats. But yeah. they definitely take you in more when you've got like, like a catalogue behind you or like, yeah, yeah. Proof definitely. of what you've done. I was talking, I did like an Instagram post on this the other day and I was talking to someone else about it on the podcast about how important it is to have a bit of a catalogue there in the beginning, even if it means giving out free beats. Because a lot of people are scared to give out beats for free, even though they haven't had any placements, they haven't worked with any artists. Would you agree with that or do you think that people should pay regardless? <laughs> it's it's always a, really, a tricky one. It's a really tricky Right, so I think... It's giving out, like, if you're trying... <sighs> yeah, right. So this is a good way of putting it. I've, I've mm. given out bare free beats. I've given out yeah. so many free beats. Like when I was, not now, but when I was back then. Because yeah, yeah. my aim wasn't to get rich my, or to make money off of this. It was yeah. passion, my love for music. Yeah, like I was, like hearing someone on my beat was like, that was like winning the lottery to me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was the most amazing thing. Because I just look, remember looking back as a child, seeing all these guys making music and that and I like that was my drive so if your drive is money and mm. getting paid from it as opposed to hearing someone on it and kind of like getting the vibe I don't think I don't really think that's right I'm gonna be real. Yeah. but obviously when you get a name for yourself you kind of have to because it's like I'm it not gonna your job like it's, it, it's yeah, for the when love, it becomes, but it's still yeah, your job when it becomes your job you go like but when you're mm. starting out and you want it to become your job it's like Oh, what's it? Um, when you like, what's it called? Like, uh, when you're an apprentice, like when yeah, you do yeah. work, work apprentices or whatever, you don't get paid. Like work experience. Work experience. Yeah, you don't get yeah. paid because yeah, you yeah. can't. Like, you got your skills aren't not even your skills, but that's just how it is. Like, yeah, I mean, course, everyone and has to get paid. It's like when yeah. people, like you were saying, with work experience, people do that. So then, when they go for other jobs, they can say, "Look, I've I've done this work, mm. so that's why I deserve this job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah, yeah, way yeah, with exactly. getting people on your beats. It's like I've got these people on my beats, so. Now I deserve these people. It's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I reference like as like, like you said, like a catalog to show what what works you've done. Mm. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. If if you need to give the beat for free, do it. Yeah. Especially if you're like, especially the in the beginning, man. It's yeah, got to be done in the beginning. Hundred. It's like, like even. Like, sorry. Like I was saying, like even like like if so, let's say like where we are, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a question for you because I ask people this a lot. If Drake or like Six Nine, because Six Nine actually no, Six Nine is different. He does numbers, but there's controversy behind his name. Yeah. If Drake gets a beat from you, and he says, "Man's not paying," what are you doing? Because I'm personally, I'm letting him take it, bro. I'm letting him take it. That That's credit, that credit in your portfolio is That's worth a hundred times more than what you're actually gonna get from the song. So I'm saying, bro. You're Especially when it's an artist it. that big, because producers are like the last people to get paid. You've got like the the label getting paid, the artist getting paid, like everyone involved getting paid, and then you might get like a small percentage of that. Mm. But 
I'd I'd lose that whole percentage just to get that Drake placement on your name because the amount of things that are going to come from that Drake placement is going to be mad. Like you're going to take it. So that's like for the for the for the younger producers, like yeah, if, if if I'm if we're here saying that or like yeah, you should. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. Definitely, yeah, it's, it's all right to give them for free. hundred percent. I'd agree. And um, even with like getting them tunes out there, obviously with Drake, you'd probably earn a lot through streams, but. Mm. There's, there's not like a, a lot of money to be made through streams is it what is it is it like four thousand us dollars per every million streams on spotify or is that on youtube i, I always get the figures mixed up i haven't got a clue i'll be real yeah i haven't got a clue i've never seen a penny from <laughs> streaming i don't think i've ever seen a penny from streaming ever from streaming no ever i don't think so like, like artists will say yeah i'm gonna give you a stream they don't do it but yeah it's cool it's cool it's cool but yeah nah i mean i'm more worried about publishing and stuff yeah, because obviously publishing, legally he's publishing the side that PRS. Take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm still learning about this. So I think PRS that so on every track you're legally allowed fifty percent publishing, right? And that's standard. Like they shouldn't. I don't think they should be able to change that. If no. it says that like, give you thirty, you know, stuff like that. But the the other part that PRS does is like um performances and stuff yeah yeah so like live performances you get you get money from uh yeah. if it's radio played plays, in like, like yeah played radio and tv like anything like that yeah so that's yeah that's i think that's different from spotify i'm yeah. pretty sure so yeah that's yeah, what spotify streams about, in yeah. and like digital sales that comes down to like mechanical royalties that's that side yeah of yeah, it. yeah so it's i guess it depends what you were uh, like what deal you kind of make with the artist at the time or the mm. manager because sometimes people will take like a an upfront fee for the beat, like they'll buy the beat and then they don't get any mechanical royalties, but they'd still get like the, the PRS publishing and everything. Mm. And then other people will give away the beat for free, but then have a percentage on the mechanical royalties. Like say you can yeah. have this beat for free, but I want a percentage of the streams and everything. Yeah, that's what I've done recently. Um, yeah, yeah. Like always doing that is good. Like giving, um, like, so there's been those times where I've said, like I'm not too happy with the um percentage of the royalties. Yeah. Um, not the streaming, like the royalties, like the plays and radio plays and that. How mm. about we lower the advance and bump that up a bit? And that's yeah. a good thing to do. And like recently, I'm working with I worked with an artist and um he, he said he didn't really want to pay pay an advance for the beat. So I said, alright, cool, we'll, we'll drop it as um like as an artist as me as well. So yeah. we're like we're both artists and then we'll do fifty fifty on the uh, the streams and that. And that's yeah, always yeah. a good thing to do because it's like, it's, it's like you're benefiting yourself. Like a lot of people Definitely. like to, like the advance. It's good to get the advance. It's nice. It's a nice, you know, it's good to see money. But the percentages and the royalties and the streaming is what's going to keep you like uh, wealthy. And yeah. that's what's, that's, that's going to be your pension and that you get. Like, that's what I was you, just going to say that it's a long-term plan, pension. isn't it? Because that is going to be your pension if you're just accepting like upfront fees every single time by the time you retire people don't like to think about retiring because they're still young but mm. that day's gonna come around gonna come. If, you, if you haven't got like <laughs> anything like anything under like your your royalties no royalties to collect like what do you do then unless the you've thing, been investing bro. in other things like properties stocks mm. or whatever yeah no that's the thing like you are we're young we're very good at thinking about now and you know yeah. getting that advance and yeah nice but you gotta think like you gotta think like what if you get sick even if you get sick bro like yeah 
like god forbid let's say someone gets sick and like you can't make beats or whatever i don't know like you, i don't know like you break both your arms or something had you yeah, know yeah. for like two years <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you'll go broke like you have to think Plus. about the long term like it's a mature thing to think about long term and them them streaming and that that's that's the key that's how you're making money like Definitely. that's how you're making money literally a lot of people as a young producer you don't think that but like yeah. starting out you don't really look at it like that but it is like that's it's good that you've got that mindset because a lot of people probably don't have that mindset a lot of people just want to get paid straight away so they can go out and buy some bullshit that they're not going to use in a year's time yeah (laughs) it's not good to look at it like that man it's good to it's good to think about the future 100% just going back to kind of developing a a personal brand you know like working with artists for freeing the star and doing everything else like to build up your reputation and brand is there anything else that that you did or you were thinking about because to me when i look at your brand you've got it on point man because the the beats for a start are like are dark they're obviously dark it's drill beats yeah, it? yeah. and then your logo matches it but even the way you present yourself on social media like you, you never really see it like you never really show yeah. your face is that just is that something that you did intentionally to say like this is me i'm ghosty i'm not really showing this is my brand or is it just like you just don't like being on camera i hate cameras bro i'll <laughs> camera shy i'll be real but yeah, yeah. no it's just yeah like it makes sense i know what you're saying it is kind of perfect no yeah. no not perfect no no no. that sounds big head like um it makes sense like it's yeah. correlating like like ghosts is like ah oh, what's the word i learned a word in media correlation i think it is like it correlates yeah. like it's all dark and stuff but yeah no it's just yeah i mean i don't i mean the plan was to the plan was to never really show my face and like just yeah. be behind the scenes and because i don't like doing that and being like the front man i hate it i hate it i just yeah. like being i'm a quiet kid you get it. I just want to get get on with my shit but you have to bro like you 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 kind of you kind of do but you kind of don't you kind of do because it's very hard to like prosper nowadays without having a voice and showing yeah. that even like even on twitter and that like i'm always posting bullshit on twitter I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, but the only reason you do it is so people can correlate and, like, like, it's just another thing, like, some, oh, I don't have to put it into words, like, say you I post, like, uh, you post a popular opinion on Twitter and someone sees it and they're like, I'm going to follow this kid and then they see the yeah. beat maker and, like, their friend's a rapper, they're going to put them through to you, like, it's just another thing, like, yeah, marketing and that. But it yeah, just no, has to be done, it's just how it is these days, man, like, social media is, being like key especially for me like without youtube i wonder i'd still be like working in a nine-to-five job like youtube mm. literally changed my life man and i nah, think people yeah, just real. need to you just need to try things like if if you if you're scared of like getting on camera just just try like what's the worst that could happen i feel like people yeah. worry about what people think too much and they're always worrying about the people that are around them because they think oh what's my boy gonna think of this what's this person gonna think yeah. but most of the time it's not even them people that are supporting you it's people that are like the other side of the world, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I've got, I've got like when I look at my YouTube analytics, I see like I've got a fan base in India, a fan base in South Africa, like Brazil, yeah. Italy. And I'm like, these people are supporting me more than the people that I know personally. And before yeah. I was worried about getting on camera just because of like people that I know within my circle, like thinking, nah, what are these yeah. guys gonna think of me? If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite like that as well. I'm always worrying about oh, what if I come across this way or that way, but. Yeah. It, no one cares like it, no one actually cares nah like it's all in the mind like 
as like us producers, we're very alike. We all kind of have the same personality. We all kind of like, yeah, like like you said, we're very introverted and that. Like, trust me, no one cares. Like people are just we're in a very fast. Um, so like, so the society, society is very fast, and like people are more worried about their own stuff. Like, yeah, if you like, yeah, it's just stuff like that, man. Yeah, just just do it. Just you've got nothing to lose. Literally, just do just it. Just gotta at least try. At least try. try it. Trust me, just do it. Just do your thing. Literally, yeah. Literally and everyone will find their own lane as well. Like, if if you try a bit of everything, you'll find one thing that sticks. Like. Maybe you're the guy that posts them beat making things on Instagram and they pop off. Maybe you're the tutorial guy. Maybe you're doing something else and you're just uploading beats or you're doing a podcast, like whatever it is, you just got to try mm. each thing. And then once you see one thing working, maybe double down on that. You don't have to like slow down completely on the other stuff, but maybe invest more time in the thing that's working because mm. one thing doesn't work for everyone. Everyone's got to try different things and they'll find their own lane. No, Does that make yeah. sense? Definitely. Like, I know a lot of producers that also do like, um, like videos and stuff yeah uh like like gfx and like uh like not like animation stuff that's it yeah like, yeah yeah like film and animation stuff i know a lot of producers that do that and they're very good at it like you yeah. said like they've got trying like um what's that phrase they've got eggs in different baskets or something yeah 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 Yeah, like they're doing that because it's good to do that it's, you know might as well because you've well. got that skill set i feel like video yeah. editing as well it it's similar to production in some ways. I don't know if you've edited videos before, but you can't, yeah. you have like, I use Adobe Premiere. And if you want to like make something move, it's like automations in FL, like you, oh, you drag yeah, a point yeah, yeah. and then drag another point. It's the same kind of thing. So mm. it's, it's, it's no surprise that producers are doing that as well, really. There mm. are some similarities. It's still a creative thing, isn't it? It's like a creative's, um, like not job, but like a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just makes sense. So, how about the the drum kits that you've put out? I know they've they've been mm. a hit. I see every drill <laughs> producer using ghosty kits. Like, how did you get into sound design? Did you just know that drum kits were the way forward, or was it like you've developed these sounds and you know there's money to be made? Like, what was the story behind them? So the thing, uh, the thing is, I've always kind of like tweaked my sounds in it. Always kind of yeah. tweak, tweak, tweak them. And then one time I must have made like this was ages ago. I made a little little kit. It was called the Drill Devil kit. I made yeah. a little kit with like little little sounds just for the guys in it. And I sent it out to the guys and it got leaked. I was like, fuck. Um, and then everyone and I read told, it. Yeah, yeah. And I told everyone, yeah. I was like, nah, it's a fake kit, it's a fake kit, don't worry. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it was me. It was me, but I just didn't want it oh, to shit. admit it because the shit got leaked. But yeah, yeah, now I really enjoy enjoy it. Like I've got the the World by Drilling kit, which is out yeah. now, and then I've got the volume two, which is out next month. And it's not. So like, bro, I love it. I love sound design. It's so fun. Like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, do you like, get into like subtractive synthesis and everything, or like doing everything from scratch, or do you take existing sounds or maybe record something and tweak them? That's the thing. I do different. I mean, this week I was at um, a studio and we was like even recording acoustics. So I was recording yeah. acoustic hats, and it had like um, I made like um, what's like the Korgs and that you know the old school synthesizers and that. Oh, yeah, loads, yeah, like, loads like of the them. Moves and the yeah, and everything. yeah, and we was routing that to the big Mac that had Studio One, we was recording yeah. it, and I was getting that, and I was running it through like real life comp- compressors. I don't know what the word is, not analog, yeah. but real life like physical compressors. Like, um, I think I know what you mean. The, I don't know the yeah. word either, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it was running through that, like doing madness with ratio, and, that, and then I was chucking them in the FL and just making bases, and it was nuts. And I made some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's just it's so fun, bro. Like. 
just even like you can like so you can change stuff with Omnisphere. Like you can drag sounds yeah. into Omnisphere and tweak them on that. It's just there's so much stuff you can do with compressors and EQs and like just like everything. Like it's yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, so I've just been doing that. I don't know how I got into it. I just really enjoy it. And yeah, I suppose if you're used to tweaking your own sounds fun. anyway, it kind of makes yeah. sense to put out a kit because people hear your beats and they're like they want the sounds that you use. Mm. And I bet I bet part of you because I know. A lot of people have this mindset where they, they don't want to share the sounds because they're like, nah, I'm not sharing my sounds because then people are going to copy my style. Do you ever have that fear or is, it, or is it just like, you know what, like people know me for my beats. If people want to copy my sound, they're going to be known as the people that copy my sound. Yeah, I don't really worry, you know. I don't really care about it. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure no one's brain is rigged the same way mine is. You get so yeah. not able to do it, do it, do it, like properly, exactly down to a T so I don't really care like you yeah. know you can you like you can oh, what's it what's ah there's another phrase I forgot it. um <laughs> it's not like it's not about the equipment it's about the ear and like, you know like yeah you can have my sounds you can have you could have my whole laptop you could have mm. everything <laughs> you could you could make a shit beat you know yeah. it's not about what sounds you got it's about how you're using them like, how you yeah facts like literally bro it's all about that a lot of people don't really think about that a lot of people like to spend loads of money on drum kits thinking it's gonna gonna make it work. It's not a lot of the time. Like you think Lex Luger and Southside and that like, they just come off of off of like the most basic kits. Yeah. Literally. Hundred percent. It's, it's one of them, isn't it? Like you said, like people people worry about having the right equipment. They feel like mm. to make good beats you need to have the best speakers, the best headphones, the best keyboards, everything. But you can mm. have all that, but if you don't have that like creative juice if you don't have that skill set to make beats then you're not going to make five beats it all just comes down to like just putting in the work as well man i feel like that's Mm. one thing that i see from a lot of producers everyone i get a lot of dms on instagram and people like yo man like my youtube's struggling i'm not getting placements can you help me out and then i'll look at the youtube page and maybe they've uploaded 10 beats <laughs> they haven't got the personal brand sorted on the instagram page it's just pictures of the dog and the food and shit like, there's just nothing that <laughs> no tells way. me that they're a producer do you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah no don't do that yeah make yeah, yeah make, make it correlate make it make sense yeah don't do that of course <laughs> yeah so what the new drum kits out next month then next month yeah i was gonna do it earlier this week but yeah next yeah. month um that's yeah, that um and then, yeah, so that one's coming uh, next month. It's going to be good. Quite excited. That's it, man. I'll, I'll be buying that kit from you as well. Thank I you, bought one of your kits in the past. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been the Worldwide Drillings kit. Yeah, that's the only but, other one I've got. Apart yeah. from that Drill Devil one, but that one, you can buy it. It was free. It's got lead. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was, yeah. Worldwide Drillings. I've seen a few people posted that. Because yeah, I, yeah. I can't lie, in, in the start, when I just got into production, everyone does it man everyone like downloads free kits from Reddit yeah, yeah, and everything but yeah, then yeah. when i like started taking myself seriously like as a business i was thinking i kind of believe in karma i was thinking if i'm taking people's kits and then i drop a kit people are going to take my kits it's just how mm. the world works so i was yeah. like I'm, any kit that i want now i kind of especially when i got my new laptop i was like i'm, I'm not getting any more like crack software i'm just buying everything i'm just keeping it legit especially because yeah. i was doing tutorials as well I, Imagine if I was uploading tutorials and then these companies reach out to me to do like a sponsored video or something and then they see me using a pirate copy of the software. They could get videos yeah. taken down or anything. I've so. heard about that. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard someone saying happened that they had, you know, the name tab on the FL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched one video where it was like, um, 
I'm not there. The names. Uh, it was one of the crackers' names, and he got caught. And FL Image Line must have contacted him and like oh, done something to his YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I know no, Curtis King did a video like that. I don't know if that's who you who you. It might have been about. him. It might have been him. Yeah, it yeah. was someone. Yeah, he turned it yeah. around though because he he got. I think Image Line reached out to him to do a sponsored video, and then realized that he didn't mm. even have the legit software. So he kind of messed up that relationship. But then he went out of his way to post a video to to all of his audience and say something like he was just saying like why you shouldn't use crack software and how he's messed up a good relationship with image line and image line didn't ask him to do that and then when he uploaded the video that video started popping off and then image line saw it and they were like you know what this this guy's actually cool he's 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 in our trust again now and then they started working together on a lot more projects so he managed to flip that yeah that's good yeah um so what other projects are you working on at the moment I seen that one that you've got dropping with Scorcher. Oh, is yeah. that out now? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. It's coming out soon. Coming out soon, yeah. Is yeah. there anything yeah, else I've that got, you've got? Oh, I've got a lot of stuff. I've got another tape coming with um two two Gs, which is yeah, I'm very excited for. I love working with him. He's a great guy, great team around him as well. Really good people. So yeah, I've got that one coming, um, which is good. So I'm excited for. Um, yeah, I've got. I've got quite a few things coming, yeah. I don't really like talk too much. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, evil eye and that. I like to, yeah, I kind of keep myself to myself with that. But yeah, no, I've got some stuff coming. I'm just, I'm working a lot more on becoming an art, not an artist as in singing, but yeah, um, you know what I mean? Like X, like, like or say artist X Ghosty and stuff like that. Yeah, because like um, releasing projects under your name. Yeah, under, yeah, mm. projects and stuff. I've been yeah, working on stuff like that, literally. Stuff That's, like that, it's yeah. a good. It's a good thing to do these days because, like back in the day, the producer was always behind the scenes and you'd never really hear about the producers. But nowadays it's like the producer can be the main person sometimes and people are wanting to work with the producer for who they are. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the producer's becoming more the artist, especially if you're someone like Murder Beats. Like mm-hmm. He's built up a sick brand Definitely. for himself and like everyone just wants a Murder Beats like placement. They almost want placements with him. No, it's, definitely, yeah, no, it's, definitely thing. it's all about the clout and the NS, a clout written that game. Yeah. It's, it's good, yeah, it's good. I mean, it opens up more opportunities for us, isn't it? So that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing about it. Definitely. So just going back to like, the actual, your actual production side, what kind of influenced that, that gritty sound? Because I feel like with your beats, you can just tell it's a ghost to beat. There's them, them gritty 808s, that dark mm. vibe straight away. What kind of influenced that sound? Uh, um, I mean... I don't I think it's more of like obviously I've always liked dark music in it. Yeah. Like all the jungle and stuff and drum and bass and stuff like that. I grew up on a very dark like side in of, of music. I've never liked major scales and pop music and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I never listened to radio, <laughs> never have. So yeah, I've always just liked dark mm. stuff really. And yeah, I was just yeah, I was just making beats and yeah, like when you're like, obviously, because I was like for a year straight, I was just grinding. When you're like, yeah, kind of in your room 24s for a whole year, like not going out, kind of like your mind goes dark and that. So you just make dark music. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's just stuck with me, like just learning. Yeah, just, I just enjoy making dark, dark sounding stuff. And yeah, it's just influenced by like environment and like personal and. Just even Drew itself is darker. It's a dark genre, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's not happy. <laughs> no one, I mean, 
now it's happier. It's happier now, but yeah. when it started, it was gritty, like, very gritty. Um, I heard you say in the yeah. classical Kyle interview as well that it's kind of a, a reflection on the environment, like people growing up, like London's a gritty place, especially in like like some areas, maybe not like the, yeah. the centre and like the happy side of it, but there's definitely yeah. some some dark, gritty places. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's literally, bro, like, England isn't nice as it is. Like, it's just great. Well, yeah. I don't know about other parts of England, but London, it's just great skies, 24s, like tower blocks everywhere. It's, bro, try you know, Manchester. Is it bad? <laughs> you, think, you think it's miserable in London? We get, bad? we just get rain nonstop, man. Rain yeah, nonstop. Yeah, it it just looks dull every day. <laughs> yeah, that ain't good, man. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it just reflects the environment. Like, imagine hearing Joe on like a happy beat. Yeah. Man, it wouldn't work. I mean, I've heard it before. I think someone must have done like some meme of it once as a joke. Like, yeah. it was funny, but it wouldn't make sense. It just, yeah, it makes sense. Nah, of course. And um, there was, there was other things you were talking about on the classical Kyle episode. That that was a funny interview to watch, man. He's, he's kind of awkward in a way, but funny. He's not like it's awkward, so but because of his character. No, nah, he's, he's a so, great guy. I was yeah, mad nervous. That was my first ever interview. I was dreading it, bro. I was so we nervous. Have- <laughs> yeah, everyone was saying it looked like someone was behind the camera with a gun to my head and that. <laughs> Cause I was so nervous, I didn't know what to say, and I didn't really like want to do it. But it was like, like, like Wimble was talking earlier. Just got to do it because it's good for yeah. yourself. You get it's good for your brand, and that just got to do it. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Go on. What were you saying about it? I was just saying, just with his character, right? I, I was gonna say, I bet it was like a weird interview to do because he's so. He presents himself as this like geeky person and I can't tell if he's just putting it on or if that's actually him but I think it's just actually him I think that's nah, his actual it's, it's, mannerisms nah, and that's just his style it's definitely him bro he's a great guy though actually yeah, he's a he really is. nice guy like like we was talking beforehand because obviously like, like his team reached out to me Um, his team had, is it Capital Extra? it was Capital it? isn't it yeah yeah. yeah 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 and they reached out to me and obviously we jumped in the meeting on a day and I was just talking to him beforehand yeah he's a great guy he's, yeah that is how yeah. he is you get it like he's, just nah, he's, he's cool bro I like him a lot I mean, he's very like knowledgeable in music yeah especially obviously especially classical but he's very knowledgeable and I just yeah. gotta respect that yeah I like him he's a cool guy man shout out oh, that's gosh, yeah. that's my guy <laughs> <laughs> shout out to him yeah, like real. you're saying there respecting that knowledge because some mm. people might look at him and think that they don't want to listen to this guy because of the way he presents himself, that people get cool kid syndrome. But you know, the yeah, people nah. that are classically trained, like they're knowledgeable, man, and they can probably teach you a lot with music. No, nah, definitely, yeah. It's always, yeah, like, yeah, you shouldn't look at him and be like, oh, he's an, like, an old posh man. Like, you shouldn't, yeah. like, Trust. chill with him and that. No, nah, man, like, he's, a, he's a cool guy and he's very knowledgeable. It's kind it, of yeah. like, I think, going back to school. If you remember in school, there was always them kids that, like, played the piano and the flute and people would take the piss out of them and think that they mm. were the geeky kids. But now I wish I was one of them kids that were playing the Bro, instruments. I wish. I, w- oh, I wish. Oh, I'm even learning. Well. I'm even learning yeah. myself. I'm teaching myself music theory and now, like, literally. Oh, yeah. Wish I'd done it back then. Yeah, bro. Wish I'd done it back then. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. Man, it would have helped so much with production because that, that's what I did when I wanted to get into production, like, properly because I'd always made beats, but I never took it serious i just i just love music kind of like you I just had a passion for music i just wanted yeah. to make it i didn't really like expect anything in return it was only until like a couple of years ago where i was like this this needs to be my career otherwise i'm gonna be miserable yeah. so but when i when i started taking it serious i was like right first thing i'm doing is taking piano lessons because 
I didn't really understand music theory before. I was just clicking in notes and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I took the time to like sit down with someone and they explain like how scales and chords work and everything, it just changed everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to learn. Mm. And it are helps. You, like, are you taking lessons? Oh, you said you're just nah. teaching yourself. Is that from yeah, YouTube? I'd, yeah, I, yeah, just stuff like that. I ain't even taking lessons like, yeah, like sometimes, I mean, I've got like a tiny little, um, I don't know if I could probably get, nah, I can't, like a tiny little key station mini is called. Yeah. Tiny little mini, I would, bro, I'll just plug it in some days and just start. Like, and I'm trying to learn to be like, kind of like pitch perfect. So I'll hear a note yeah. and kind of be like, all right, that's a C or something, or like know what scale is. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, it's got to the point where, so when I do my slides now, my 808 mm. slides, I do, I do all my drums in 16 bars, isn't it? Instead of, instead yeah. of uh, eight. So I'll have it out, and because I'll I'll know where the, I'll find the, the the root note. So let's say mm. it's a C, I know exactly where the slides will go. So it will be C, G sharp, G, F, and maybe a D and a D sharp, or maybe a C sharp. But I'll just know like where to put it, and then I'll listen yeah. back because I that that's the scale that I use. The, like that's my scale. Like that's all I use really. Well, not so all I use, but it. yeah, like just so used to doing it and just learning it, like. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's just good to know. It is good. That just probably comes down to doing it so many times, especially if you're making like eight beats a day at one point. You're mm. going to get used to that and you just train in your ear the more you go. Yeah. I see, yeah. So you didn't really have any musical theory knowledge before where you just kind of selecting a scale and then just clicking things in? No, I've never selected scales, you know. I hate that little scale oh, no. tool. It don't work. Yeah. I don't know why. It never works <laughs> with me. I try and do it and I'll get it wrong. I never use it. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I've always just used my ear and just put it in. I mean, like the basic like two chord thing that we were talking about in drill. It's just yeah. like a C, C and a G together, and then yeah. on the next bit, C and a G sharp. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and like... I don't even know what scale that is, but I just know where it is. Like I know what notes we're on that, and I know yeah. how to like make it a minor or like they, oh, there's a. I think it's called a minor harmonic or something. Harmonic yeah. minor. There's a certain time, like a certain note that you can add into a progression and it, it makes it, it sound so nice. Yeah. I think it is that. Like, I don't even it's know like the, the name second of the stuff. to last note, I think. Or like the last note. So say if you're in, I've got a keyboard in front of me, like say you were doing like a, a C minor scale, it would be the last note. So instead of the B flat, you'd play the B just before you get to the C. So yeah. anytime yeah. you're in like a minor scale, it's that, that last note before you get back to the, the root note. Yeah. You play like the one after. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, just stuff like that. Just learning it. It's nice. Yeah, harmonic minor is quite common in drill, isn't it? I yeah, found out I this so, though, yeah. you know, when I was um when I was producing before, I'd always select like the harmonic scale. Cause I, I do do that. Like I'll I'll select the scale and then put the notes in. Mm. But then when I was doing like my piano lessons, my teacher was saying, like, usually it's it's probably most common to like do the harmonic chord on the fifth, on the fifth note. Like, say for example, if you work in a C minor, it would be one, two, three, four, five. Like G is like the fifth note in that scale isn't it so mm. then you could use like a harmonic chord when you're playing the fifth one and that's what usually sounds good but i just never oh, thought it? of that before i'd always just like just drawing whatever chord when i'm working in the harmonic scale if that yeah. makes sense i know it's kind of confusing to like no no i, I think say. i get yeah but it's yeah. like the, the stuff that you can learn just through taking lessons especially when people are classically trained because it just opens up opens up your eyes a little bit man no it does yeah sure what are the two plaques behind you, by the way? I can't oh, really no, see them on the screen. There's a couple, oh, there's, there's three. A <laughs> oh, there's a few. 
So yeah, um, that one's no, the silver, no diet. Yeah, that's OFB mad about bars. I ain't got my glasses, mm. on. I can't see. Uh, that's no <laughs> diet again, but that's from Mixtape Madness. Yeah, and then the other one is the Digger D mad about bars. Digger D one, yeah, yeah, that's sick. So, what, um, what was the first plaque that you got? The Digger D Man About Bars. Yeah. That's I bet that was chapter. a good feeling when that arrived. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was so yeah. excited. Shout That's out, yeah. like Mr. every Magnus. producer's dream, isn't it? Well, one of the dreams is yeah. to have that plaque. It's just like a... I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I've got this plaque now. Like, I'm official now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's good to, to see them. It's, it's like... Um, it's like... Uh, I keep forgetting my words. Um, <laughs> inspiration. Like, it's, it's a good yeah. thing to wake up in the morning and see that. It's like a good feels good like gives you a reason to want to make more music and want to you know know what I mean like want to progress in that because it's that trophy kind of of. it's not you don't need it like you don't need it at all but it's nice to have it's nice to have yeah yeah like you said it'll give you that motivation because some some people struggle with like struggle to get the confidence and might not believe in themselves but then if you wake up and you see that in your room then you're like you know what I've done this so imagine what Mm. else I can do possibilities are endless now Literally, bro, for real. It does help. So what, what do you see happening in like five years' time? I know you might not oh, have it yeah. <laughs> planned out that much, but um, what do you see? I'll be like, I'll be 25, so hopefully. Are you only 20? I didn't even know you were only 20. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. yeah I'll be 25. Probably, yeah, I would, I'd like to move out soon. Yeah. Get a nice little apartment or something. I want to move to the countryside, bro. I'll be real. I want to yeah. get a farm. I want to get a farm or something. I'll be real, yeah, man. I want to move far out. Um, yeah, <laughs> How come? Yeah. Is it just just fed up with the environment, or you just want to be? You just want to yeah, be by yeah. yourself. Yeah, I want to be by myself, man. I want to live by myself. Forever. I'm a be real. Just live by myself. Yeah. Have better animals and that. Yeah, I'll probably, yeah, yeah. I'll probably Eventually, I'll probably move country. I'll be real. I want to move to like a nice cold country, but yeah, um, yeah, probably five years. Hopefully, like more progression I hope like more yeah more placements um hopefully work for some bigger bigger artists um yeah have you got any in mind like any goals like any artists in mind that you really want on your beats oh um it depends I mean I'd like to work with it like Travis Scott and that yeah um I want to work with Wonder Girl. I've been meaning to work with her for time, bro. She's I'm, sick, isn't she? I was meant she to. Got... She, yeah, I messaged her. And she messaged me back and I sent her something. Yeah. I, don't think she, yeah, I don't think she read it. But yeah, well, I'd like to work with She's actually my favourite producer ever. Ever. It's her drums and percussion, isn't it? She just, bro. I don't know what she does. She's just got some next level bounce. She's just, her mindset is different. But yeah, I'll just, yeah. yeah, in five years, I don't know, man. I'd hope to still be alive, still be, Healthy and making music. That's it. That's I'll be happy with that. Literally, yeah. I don't. I don't much here. Yeah. It's good that you don't like expect much, and yeah, I feel like that amazing. puts less pressure on yourself as well. It's just like you're happy doing what you're doing, making music. Mm. If things come from it, then then sick. It's just yeah, literally, bro. Yeah, just, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not too like I'm not a very motivated person, so I haven't really got any like goals that like, I need. I'd love to reach and that. Like, I'm just going to yeah. pull along, see what happens. If it happens, it happens. It seems like, yeah, literally. 
sometimes having them big goals as well can kind of stress people out because people might write a goal like by the time I'm 25, I'm going to be a millionaire. Do you know what? Something like yeah, it could happen, <laughs> but it might be a little bit unrealistic. So yeah. then people start stressing out when they, they start creeping up to that age. People set all these expectations for themselves. Like, oh, by 30, I've got to have this, got to have this. That's just not how it is, man. You just need yeah, to go nah. at your own pace. Yeah, I don't, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. nah, some people can hack it, innit? Some people yeah. can definitely hack it, but me, no way. I'd never, I'd never hack it. It's like when, like, like when you're meeting a deadline at school projects. Yeah. It's just, it's scary, innit? Like, not scary, yeah, of course. it's just stress. It's unwanted, yeah. Definitely. It's a lot of yeah. pressure to put on yourself. It's a lot of pressure, bro, literally. If you can handle it, do it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Or even just set, like, like smaller achievable goals it doesn't have to be in five years time i'm going to be this it could just be like in a year's time i want to have like five singles out with ice i'm on about like new producers that could just be like your, your goal mm. it could just be like i want to have five singles out with ice and i want two music videos because that's realistic you could have them tracks out there to build up your portfolio so it yeah. don't always have to be like huge targets and then you feel good when you tick them achievements off and then you can maybe set yourself something a little bit bigger for the next time just them like mm. baby steps in a way. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, make sure it's something within your reach and that and like something you feel that you definitely can do. Yeah. Otherwise you're just gonna let yourself down. And like no, nah, not even that, but like I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, saying, <laughs> what you, you just said, yeah. you, you do feel let down in a way. It's like you've let yeah. yourself down if you don't meet them targets. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. If you if you're setting them too high, you can't let yourself down because Yeah, you know, yeah course so let's talk about let's talk about the actual production side because i know like i have a, a discord and i'm always chatting to them guys i told them that you were coming on the podcast as well they were all gassed to have you on i told them that they could ask a couple yeah. questions as well yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, wants yeah, to know yeah. the 808 sauce man everyone's looking for that sauce so i got you <laughs> what's what, what are some of the effects that you you put on your 808s do you just start with a basic 808 and then add distortion and maybe like flanger yeah. or something yeah man i mean the 808 it's a very it's a fine art you know what I mean yeah like, I'm very particular with what 808s I use um yeah they have to have a specific tone for me to use them like because some 808s sound so nice low but as soon as you slide them it sounds shit so yeah more time you want to make sure like uh like, let me visualize it like so you see like here like the mids the mid yeah. highs you want to make sure it's kind of like a bit boosted right it depends. I mean, it depends what you're going for. I mean, I like to have a lot of mids in mind because that's where the highs are hitting. Like when you slide, you'll see that EQ go yeah, from yeah. here or the low to here. And that's, yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, stereo shaping. I think I was the first to do that. I'm not going to lie. I've done it by accident. I accidentally, oh, yeah. stereo, yeah, I accidentally widened my 808s once. Um, and it sounded length, so I just carried on doing it. And everyone's doing that, go it. that just goes against like every classical engineers Word. morals in it everyone's always told me like mono always mono, have mono, yeah mono. bass is always in mono there's never an excuse but yeah nah, but that's the thing yeah. in drill i like i kind of look at my 808 as an instrument yeah. maybe the second instrument like melody being first and not even that melody third i don't know yeah 808 you look at it as an instrument like, yeah because it is quite it's quite um like like it stands out more than anything. Stands out. It's quite, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you might as well widen that, make it hit more. So yeah. Just do that. Yeah, just do stuff like that. Yeah. So Chorus, that's the stereo shaper that you put on there. Just do anything. Yeah. Widen or there's a plugin called Wider. 
think it's free. Yeah, yeah, that's a free plugin. Yeah, it? just use that. Don't do it too much though, because it can fuck up the frequency spot. Yeah, it's a little bit sometimes. Yeah, bro, do anything. Flange our chorus. Do weird shit with it. I'm always putting weird shit on my ears. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw it recently. Like... I just uploaded um because as part of my channel, sometimes I'll do like how to make a MK the plug type beat or how to make a M1 on the beat type beat. I did a how to make a ghosty type beat. A lot <laughs> of people it? asking for it, yeah. And uh, then when I was listening nice. to your eight weights, I was like, I wonder what is used for this. And I used, um, if you've got the most recent version of FL, I used a, a frequency splitter. So like oh, I, yeah. I, kept, I kept the bass in one channel, but then I sent the highs and the mids to another. And then on that channel with the highs and mids, I added like a flanger or a stereo shaper, mm. you know, so the bass was still in the middle, but then the highs and mids were kind of like, on, with, pan, with not, that. not pan, but they were just widened. Yeah, no, maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, I had a, I had a look at that um that frequency split the other day. I haven't used it yet. Oh, the free, yeah, it's it's good. You know, it's good yeah, for I'm stuff like that. that. Yeah, so you can I'll obviously use it just to like mute certain sections, but then if you actually you kind of side chain it, so you side chain like when I did it on the bass, I'd side chain like the bass to an empty channel, and then you can send whichever frequency band you want to that empty channel. So mm. then, like I said, you can just put effects on like the highs and you don't have to affect everything. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that actually makes sense. Because then that way, you're not fucking up the lows so much. Yeah, of course. Widening it too much muddiness. can fuck it up. Yeah, it can fuck it up a bit. Yeah, but, that's yeah. it. What about some of you, your go-to plugins? Like, say you, you pull up FL, what's the usual thing? It used to be Nexus, isn't it? The Nexus piano is for the yeah. draw. But now, like I said, I'm I'm not even opening VSTs, bro. I'm I'm finding samples and that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if it's a sample, maybe fruit slice or. But more time, I just just chop it all up. Like yeah, uh, yeah, just stuff. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, contact, contact, contact. Yeah, I use a lot of contact. Contacts are one man. Yeah, the quality is just it's too much in contact. Contact. That's that's basically it at the moment. I still use my pianos, but. It will be yeah. as a counter. It will be a, a counter melody instead of the main. So I'll still use Nexus. So yeah, probably Nexus yeah, yeah. contact. Yeah, stuff like that. Expand as well. Guessing you expand. expand yeah, too. they got good strings. I know a lot of trap producers use them strings and they make like the little baby type beats. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know why they use that instead of contact, but yeah, no, that's yeah. Expand is hard. They got some good pads as well. Some I think it's for the price as well. Like, I d- I don't know if it's gone back up now, but they had a sale through the holidays and it was only like. It's like five pound or something for the full plug-in, so I think everyone was grabbing it then. Yeah. Okay. It's mad. <laughs> but but you're right with contacts. That's what I use for for my like string drill beats. Any any kind of string bank for contact. There's loads, man. But so, you can't beat the so quality deep. with them because it's actual recordings, isn't it? It's not like yeah synthesized sounds where it's just been well, obviously synthesized. It's actual recordings that people have taken. Yeah. So, like real that's life. why the quality yeah. still sick. Yeah, no, mm. contact is mad. I like it. I like contact. Yeah. I'm trying to think if the Discord were asking anything else. I think that everyone just wanted the sauce. Everyone just always looking for the sauce out there. They just want to know, like, what are you yeah. doing with the 808s? But that, it's just yeah, one of them. <laughs> I don't even overcomplicate it, though. I try and keep it simple. Yeah. Like, a lot of people ask sense. me what I do to my kicks. I do nothing to my kicks at all. No soft clipper or anything? Nothing. Nah. Nothing at all. I, like I said, I don't even like. I don't even side chain my kicks to my eight. I used to. I don't even do it anymore. Yeah. I just yeah. Just, I don't even like to overcome. If you pick the right samples that go together, you don't need to. Mm. So I always yeah, tell exactly. people. Exactly, bro. Yeah, you just got to use your ears, and if, if you yeah. need to 
duck that 808 down a bit when the kicks hit and then do it. But yeah, more time to leave it. I think when people see something online, like they might watch a tutorial where there's a certain technique that someone's explaining, people think that you have to do that in every single beat. And mm. I think that's how the side chaining thing started because obviously side chain is there, like it's for it's there for a reason. It's there if if an engineer's got a track and there's some mud and like the kick and the AOA are clashing, yeah. then they might side chain it. But you as the producer, you're the one picking the sounds. So instead of having to worry about all that, just pick sounds that go together instead of sounds that are gonna clash, you know we're what I mean? Yeah, and then there's exactly. no problem to fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you ain't got yeah, that's like you said, if there's not a problem to fix, don't try and fix it. Yeah. No point. How about your master channel? People always master, ask me about yeah. mastering. I literally yeah. just have a classic clipper on that. <laughs> I yeah, don't know if I that's mean, just me being lazy, but sometimes I feel like that's all you need. I switch. I sometimes I'll use like a clipper. I use TR five. Yeah. The best, that's the, the one. Best. Sometimes I'll use a limiter, like the TR five limiter. Yeah, uh, and sometimes I use ozone. Ozone as well. Yeah, ozone, ozone is good, man. I've only recently started using that. Ozone is good. Yeah, ozone, ozone crazy. There's so many things you can do with that. It's like a go-to mastering suite for well, most people, so really. Much stuff the, so much stuff, just like yeah, widening imaging and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, ozone is ozone is good. You know, we've working with like engineers when you go into these studio sessions. Have you learned anything from engineers? Like, have they ever taken your beats and said, like, you know what, like, can you do this next time? Or, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's, maybe um, this, yeah, you're clipping it too much and then they don't have much room. Because obviously when engineers are working with your beats as well and they're getting vocals on there, if we've already, like, clipped our tracks to the max and then mm. they've got vocals on there, then they start adding their limiters and everything. Before you know, everything's just getting, like, squashed down. Have you ever run into any problems like that? I haven't, you know, actually, yeah, I've... Yeah, I'm never really had that. I mean, I've I've yeah. always asked the engineers if I'm in a session, I'll be like, "How's the mix? Like, is there is there anything you need changing to get in there?" Like, yeah. oh, the mix is calm, like pretty perfect. Like, ain't got to do much to it. And I think that's because mm-hmm. I like I'm I'm always trying to use a limiter to make sure it's not clipping too much. Yeah, like maybe just bring the ceiling a bit higher than it is, so it's just hitting like the tiniest bit, just so it's not yeah, as yeah. harsh. But yeah, like yeah, try and make it not hard for the. Don't make the engineers job harder by like doing. Like, but then Squashing I say that, I, yeah. But I say that, and then we will like go and widen the AOE, because <laughs> they, they, they probably, if they're using stems, they're definitely bringing it a bit back mono. Oh, of course, but, they must do. Yeah, it's probably yeah, just an engineer's yeah. nature to turn it into yeah. mono, or at least a little bit. No, definitely, but yeah, no, I've never really had a running like that. Yeah, thankfully, that's good. Then I was just saying that your mixes are clean to start off with. Probably just comes to good sound selection, good leveling. Yeah, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It's just like no, simple things like that. Literally, bro. Yeah, keep it simple and just level on that. Mm. Well, yo, bro, I think we've gone through pretty much everything, man. You shared yeah. some gems with everyone. Talk through your placements. Cool, man. Like, you know, these, cool. these past couple of years have been crazy for you a bit. Like, it's crazy, just, crazy. It's obviously been a long grind because grind you've been making music for so long, but I bet these past couple of years have just been, like, they've just rocketed. Everything's just happening quick yeah. now. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy, man. Blessing. So, yeah, I wish you all the best with it, bro. It sounds thank like you, you've bro. got everything locked down. There's, like, you, this is just the start for you as well. There's going to be some crazy things happening. After real, yeah. 100%. Mm. So, yeah, if there's anything you want to say before we, we end the podcast, if you want to share anything with people, mm. I know you've got the drum kit dropping. Is there anything else that you want yeah. to make people aware of or is it just stay tuned? Mm, yeah, just yeah, take care of yourself. Take care mm. and just, yeah, man, just 
Yeah. Beats. Literally. Yeah. That's it. Bro. It's as simple yeah. as that, isn't it? It's the only simple. way people could yeah. get better as well. You just gotta beat beats all make, day. Make people beat, always literally. want this like secret sauce. Like if I find out how Ghosty does his eight oh eights, my beats are gonna be ten times better. But <laughs> nah, you just have to keep producing. Yeah, just make your beats, man. Literally. <laughs> well yeah, yeah, bro, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh just oh, let everyone me. know where they can find you as well. Is it just that? Yeah, um, my Instagram is GhostyUK. My Snap is GhostyUK. Um, my YouTube is GhostyUK. Yeah. And my website is www.ghostyuk.com. Everything consistent, clean. Mm. <laughs> and my SoundCloud. And my SoundCloud as well, yeah. SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Do you still use SoundCloud? It's the last question just before we head off. Yeah. I, I, I thought SoundCloud was kind of just dead now. I, I post Maybe weird stuff on my SoundCloud, like experimental yeah. stuff, like... um. I'll sometimes grab acapellas and like put stuff on it or do weird stuff with 808s. It's like yeah. throwaway stuff that I don't expect any, I don't like, I'm not selling nothing on there, nothing like don't artists. Like, like it's mainly for listening purposes. Right. Basically. Yeah. That makes sense. It's probably yeah. a good platform to do that as well. Cause yeah, it seems like it's got like a different audience on SoundCloud. Mm. Like yeah, people are looking for that experimental stuff on SoundCloud in a way. Yeah. So yeah, definitely all that cloud rap stuff. It's all on SoundCloud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well yo, well, yo, once again, bro, I appreciate you coming on. I know you haven't done many interviews, so I'm sure everyone's yeah. gassed to see this one. The whole Discord's excited about this one. So, <laughs> yeah, bro, uh, I appreciate that. We'll I appreciate you as well. Yeah, 100, bro. Take care. All right, bro, you too.